Welcome to our podcast, Inside SAP S4HANA, the official. I'm today with a very special guest, Srivatsan Santanan from SAP Labs India. And we're going to talk about a topic that's of interest for most of our customers, and especially the customers who are on their journey to the cloud. So Srivatsan, before we go into the details about the topic, tell us more about who you are. What makes you different in our organization? <laughs> Thanks, Yannick. Thanks for inviting me here. Yeah, I mean, I'm not a different person. I mean, I'm just another person like you, like our colleagues. Yeah, uh, but a pleasure to join you. Um, so, we've been with SAP for about 16 years in Bangalore, um, juggling multiple roles. Currently, taking care of this hybrid cloud two-tier topic uh, that that we are discussing. Yeah, absolutely excited to share some a lot of insights into what's been the journey here. Before we go deep into that, tell us two three things about you. Two, three things. I can, I can tell you two things, important things. I mean, one, uh, both personal. One, I'm a very doting father. I have two kids, two daughters. Uh, both of my daughters dance. So I'll call myself the first audience for all my daughters dance. Yeah. So I'm always in the first row. So that's something that uh, I kind of don't compromise on. Two, I play basketball in India, which is a cricket frenzy nation. So that kind of sets me apart from other people <laughs> because I play basketball here. Very cool. Yeah. Okay, Sri, and today our goal is to make our audience understand what is hybrid cloud ERP. What is the value of hybrid cloud ERP? And I think it starts with explaining what does that mean at all? Can you allude on that, please? Uh, sure, sure, why not? I mean, the first thing that uh, always keeps coming to me, Yannick, you know that, uh, when, when you say two-tier, right? I mean, the first thing that hits the customer's mind is, am I really talking about a two-tier landscape? Uh, a, a quality pro system and a production system, two system, or is am I really talking about two completely different uh, ERP systems? Yeah, I mean, that's that's really the first misconception that comes in. Many people don't know that this two-tier word, right? I mean, comes I was actually formed by Gartner. Yeah? So they kind of uh, coined this word as two-tier. Uh, we used to run this two-tier earlier. I mean, what's so different in the cloud world, and hence we call it as a hybrid cloud, is ability to run multiple ERP landscapes with at least one ERP being a cloud ERP. You get that? So that's that's that kind of gives you a kind of a, a lingo called hybrid cloud two-tier ERP in that connotation. So but why an hybrid landscape? What is really the value for the customer? Doesn't it add complexity in the end? Uh, yes, there are pros and cons to it. I mean, Yannick, I mean, it's not as simple as uh, saying that we should just go uh, go on to a hybrid landscape, but potentially many see value in that. Let me just give you an example of an interaction that I had with a CIO of a large conglomerate, which is a chemical company. Yeah? So he gave me this example. He told me that I have a large mothership in my headquarters. Yeah. So the mothership ERP was also running an SAP EHP 8 at that point in time. And he has sales offices in multiple smaller localities uh, in different regions. Yeah. I mean, if I take the South Asian region, there are smaller countries like the Indonesia, the Thailand, the Singapore, the Sri Lanka, Nepal, Bhutan, and other things. Yeah. So it is prohibitively expensive for this guy 
to actually roll out or carve out a company code in existing landscape and ask these smaller entities or company codes to follow the same template that is mandated from a headquarter perspective. Yeah? So that's, that's he said, is it's simply not possible because one, I need to ensure that whatever change management I do, I need to do it for all these companies, which is a real hassle for me. Every time I go through an upgrade, I need to ensure that I run the upgrade test for and involve these people in, which is a, which is a crazy thing. And I also also got one important point from him. What he said is, now the company might be small in these countries, but they will grow big. Yeah. So I need something which can potentially break away from my mothership ERP, as he calls it, but still gives them the flexibility to grow, outgrow at some point in time, but at the same time, break, break away from this shadow IT that I really have in my headquarters, which is a necessity for me. Yeah. So this kind of kind of gave a thought as yes, SAP is giving Esfahana cloud for these enterprises. How can I ensure that this seamless process interaction, as we call it, between these two ERPs can also be something that SAP can tackle? Yeah. Well, what the CIO interestingly made a comment is don't give me something where I need to depend on a system integrator to set up and hardwire everything for me. Yeah. So that kind of set, set off the motion to think that, yes, there is value for SAP to provide something which is seamless between two ERP systems, which is SAP owned. And there is a real, I would say that expectation from the customer, a fair expectation from the customer to say that if you're, if I'm running two SAP systems, obviously this needs to be one seamless in nature. And I need to ensure that at least I provide the same level of standard end-to-end -end business processes between two ERPs, like the way SAP provides it within one single ERP monolith, which used to be the case of some time back. Yeah. So that was kind of motivation as why customers are also going to hybrid with cloud being a focus. And yes, this is also was a motivation for us when we started investing about three, four years back uh, to say that, yes, we need a real value scenario which we need to invest on. And hence, we started building these end-to-end -end processes between these two ERP systems. And hence, we call it two-tier. But essentially, Yannick, if you look at it, right, this is not really two-tier. It can also be more than two-tier. It can be a three-tier, four-tier. So it's N-tier. Uh, N means the number of times the tier landscapes will look like. Okay. What are actually the deployments possible in, in two-tier ERP? Is it always like a boxed? Uh, HQ subsidiary, what I get from, from what you just said is that it can be a bit more complex, right? As just a headquarter connected to subsidiary. Is it true? Absolutely. I mean, uh, this is not as simple as we call it as a headquarter subsidiary. But yes, I mean, uh, when we talk to customers, the first thing that hits them is, yes, this is something that's just built for headquarter subsidiary. But if you, I mean, we started diving deep into it, right? I mean, we found a lot of interesting deployment patterns. Uh, the headquarter subsidiary being the most prominent one, but it could also be a corporate affiliate kind of setup. I mean, very simple case where a corporate runs the affiliate at an arm's distance. Yeah? I mean, this is not a, like a subsidiary, but it's running really at an arm's distance. So these are could be new ventures, uh, a company getting into a business which it doesn't own currently, but and wants to ensure that this is run as a separate joint venture or a new venture. So that's a kind of a different real pattern to it. There are also patterns of central services. I mean, if I have multiple group companies in with if i have multiple enterprises as a group company i would rather invest in a centralized system which kind of offers these shared services or central services to all these entities to me which is also for me a two tier setup and very very interesting yannick i mean this was also coming up for this automotive industries is the ecosystem model yeah? i mean uh, if i have an automobile right i mean they have dealers in place so these dealers also have 
uh, automotive suppliers in place. They have manufacturing units to which the OEMs also supply, right? So these also could be multiple business partner level, tier level ERPs which are running. And these interacting with each other can also be an amazing sweet spot with a two-tier landscape processing tab. Okay, very interesting. And just to give like a rule of thumb, the most uh, used architecture among all those options, what would you say? Is it the simple headquarters diaries or is it just a transition to do something different? I mean, I would say that uh, currently, right? I mean, we have a lot of adoptions in all the three areas. I mean, I wouldn't really pick up uh, one specific uh, deployment type. Uh, they, we have seen uh, adoptions in all the four deployment types that I just talked about. I mean, it's, it's great. I mean, it's good to know that it's not just headquarters subsidiary, but customers as the businesses are being reinvented, right? I mean, the deployment types are being reinvented as well, which is good for us. Okay, now I get it. Okay. Technically now, um, you, you said it's uh, on the journey to the cloud. It's not only about connectivity, it's more than connectivity. So it's not only about the technical integration between box A and box B, if I get it right. Can you allude a little bit on that? How do we make that happen? Is it out of the box content, third key integration? Can you make that a bit more tangible? Very much, man. I mean, uh, exactly. This is not just integration. I mean, earlier days, if you could look at it, Hanek, it was purely a uh, uh, integration point which SAP used to expose and tell the customers, hey, start consuming it, right? I mean, this is a big paradigm shift that we're talking about to say that we're not going to give you just integration points. We are also give you ability for these integration points with multiple systems to work together. That essentially means business content, the integration content. Yeah. So this integration business content can be packaged or is packaged in the SAP Cloud Platform integration suite via iFlows. So this kind of gives you uh, ability for two system ERPs, uh, SAP S4HANA cloud running in a subsidiary, for example, uh, interacting with an SAP S4HANA on-premise, which could potentially run either in a corporate environment or in basically in a private uh, cloud environment, ability to make seamlessly work these two systems talk with each other. Yeah. So uh, the processes could be on finance, sales, procurement, manufacturing, master data, but the process of integration via these business content scenarios remains the same. And that's the real crux of it. It's not technical integration. It is business content, which makes these two systems talk with each other. And SAP is the master, right? I mean, uh, the expectation from the customer is also fair that when SAP is the leader in ERP, we also need to ensure that when we talk with our own systems, we also own the business content over them. Okay. And what are the two most common questions that you encounter from the customers going hybrid uh, to, to the hybrid cloud strategy way? Yeah, I would say not two questions. I mean, the first one that uh, that uh, that many of the CIOs told me, rather threatened me, saying that don't give me just APIs. I don't need that. Yeah. So that was a kind of <laughs> a direction to us to say that no, I don't want APIs. Yeah. So that's the first question that comes up. Then we tell him that this is not about APIs and you don't need to hardwire that. So that was kind of taken care of. And we said that this is packaged content which you can consume. Uh, yes, you will be having the ability to make configurations and adapt it to the way you need. But yes, 80% of it is packaged for you. So it's it's an accelerated in, in adoption times that we're talking about. The second thing is also interesting is from a migration perspective. I also want to share a quick uh, thought that, that also came here. Yeah? So in migration, what many customers asked us is that, yes, I have a lot of legacy small systems that I want to move. Now, do you give me an ability to migrate all my data into Esfahana Cloud in my subsidiary? I'm sure you would have also see, asked, uh, seen this question in other places as well, right? 
Mm, okay, interesting. Um, what we've learned throughout those different podcasts three on 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 topic of cloud is of of course it expedites the projects. But on the other hand, we need to give the customers some flexibility because not all the process that they run uh, fit to standard SAP processes. Um, and, and we know that for as for HANA Cloud as an ERP, but I think it's not different for these hybrid questions, is it? So do, do we give our customers okay. the ability to do some fine tuning to make sure that the hybrid processes that we ship out of the box, as you said, with predefined business content, um, can be slightly to even a bit more change and adjust it to the real process of the customer? Is it, is it possible at all? Yeah, I mean, I can answer you two, two ways. The first part, right, the, with the, with, when you said about the cloud, I really allude to what you said, right? I mean, we give you the standard processes. And that's where I gave an example to one of the CIO to say that, hey, buddy, you're living in a house for more than 10 years or 15 years. Yeah? Now you've bought a new house. So when you have when you bought a new house and you want to move into the new house, potentially you don't want to take all what you have in your current home into your new house, right? You're spoiling the new house. You would want to take an informed decision to say that what do you want to take over to the new home before going over there. That's the kind of parlance I gave uh, to a CI one. You know what? He used the same example in one of his all hands meeting and said that this is how we would need to run. Yeah? That was fairly uh, impactful example that he used from me. Yeah, but he did give me credits, but yes, that's that's the point. Yeah, but the second point that you said, right, with respect to uh, uh, ability or the flexibility to run, that's always there. I mean, that's, that's, that's important. You give something which is customers can consume out of the box, but at the same time, you need some amount of process flexibility. And that's where these integration content or iFlows that we talk about gives them the flexibility to say that, hey, I can customize it to an extent to the way I need rather than just depending upon standard process. So yes, 85, 90% is standard, but remaining is having the ability to customize it to the needs that they want, yeah? Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about the standard. What is there out of the box? What is the pre-packaged business content that is available for two-tier ERP? Um, if I just want to start tomorrow, where, where can I start? Fantastic. Exhaustive list is available. Yeah. For the first starting point should be master data. I mean, fundamentally, you need to have your master data plan in place. I mean, so that's where the fit to standard, when you start your fit to standard workshops or the fit fit guidance workshop, that's the first thing that you do is master data. Then you need to look at finance, sales, procurement, manufacturing, lightweight manufacturing, central analytics. It's exhaustive. I mean, each and every area has its own set of processes which comes along with that. So potentially we'll see, uh, we might need a lot of time to dwell into that. I'm not sure we would want to do that now, but yes, huge, huge amount of it. But maybe potentially what we could also do is take up an examples of each and every area and then dwell into that, Yannick. Okay, very cool. So Sri, let's uh, get a bit concrete now. Can you tell us in what area we have this so-called package business content for hybrid two-tier? What's available out of the box for our customers and partners? Absolutely, Yannick. Thanks for asking. Yeah. So it's exhaustive, uh, right? Starting from master data. When I say master data, covers business partner, product master, finance masters like cost center, profit center, bank account master, uh, areas of finance for financial planning and multiple ways of financial consolidation, areas in sales of how do I do a local sales? How do I do a drop shipping scenario? How exactly I can do an internal procurement? How do I do uh, procurement central contracts? All these are available out of the box and packaged as standard best practices. And the best part is some areas of lightweight manufacturing also are also covered. For example, if I do a subcontracting or uh, abilities to do centralized analytics, 
And that's really the real best practices that we deliver. And approximately around 35 to 40 odd standard best practices which are delivered for to hybrid 2 tier ERP for absolutely con uh, consumption on the box. And, uh, and we really uh, add accelerators. I'm sure we would want to talk a lot more in it at some point, a later point in time. But yes, uh, that's also something that we would want to look at uh, accelerators along with standard content. Very interesting. And indeed, as you said, very, very exhaustive. You know what, Sri? I know what we should do. We should do a second episode and share with our audience uh, a few concrete customer examples. Are you up for that? Absolutely. My hand's on the table. Here we go. Thanks a lot already. I'm looking forward to running that with you. Uh, Sri, thanks for being with us today. I've learned a lot, as usual, when I talk to you about 2T ERP. I'm really looking forward then to this second episode. Uh, if you like this episode, please share it. Uh, if you'd like us to cover any other specific topic of your interest, please drop us an email via insidess 4 at sap.com. I repeat, insidess 4 at sap.com. Stay tuned for our next episode. Three will be on and always be inside SAP S4HANA. Bye-bye.